When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime. Anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? This is Jamie from the Lightning Round Podcast again. Uh, you know, I did the show yesterday uh, regarding the Mike Williams and Keenan Allen restructures. And it occurred to me, you know, looking through Twitter and seeing some of the responses to the Keenan Allen restructure in particular, that a lot of people don't really know what a restructure is. Um, we know that it's got something to do with the contract. You know, a lot of people know that it's got something to do with, you know, quote unquote, moving around or messing with the player's money. But at the end of the day, they don't really know what it means. You know, you hear things like, well, I don't think player XYZ will sign off on a contract restructure. Players don't have to sign off on a restructure. The contract isn't changing. The money isn't changing. It's being, you know, moved around by sleight of hand for cap purposes, but it's not changing. They're still getting the money they were promised. And in the case of a restructure, they're actually getting money they were promised converted from base salary to signing bonus, which is prorated over the life of the deal. And that's where the savings comes from. So players don't have to approve restructures. Teams can do it and it's a done deal. Um, the other thing is, is, you know, the, there's the general idea that you're messing with the player's money or you're taking money away from a player. You see the numbers on the screen, you know, on your computer screen or on TV when a, when a restructure is done and it looks like they're taking a pay cut and people feel like, it's wrong to take money from the players. There was a lot of sentiment sentiment uh, yesterday when Keenan and Mike took their their restructures that you know the Chargers were quote unquote cutting Keenan Keenan Allen's pay, that they were taking money out of his pocket, uh, and that's not really what happened. So, I think for this exercise, what I wanted to do was use a visual example to show you guys what an NFL contract looks like 
what the components of an NFL contract are and talk about what actually happens in a restructure so people can see what it means from a practical perspective. And then it just doesn't seem like salary cap gibberish to people um, because I feel like there is a certain level of understanding that isn't really there. And that's okay. Cause we don't get paid to know this stuff. It's not part of our daily lives, but I think it might help people understand moving forward, what a restructure is and what it means when teams do it, what it means for the team, what it means for the player in the year of the restructure. And oftentimes what it means for the player the year after, or maybe two years after the restructure, depending on how much time is left on their deal. So what we're going to do is we're going to use Joey Bosa's contract as the visual example, because this is another restructure that I think really needs to happen and probably will happen at some point this off season. The chargers are probably waiting until they know how much money they need for free agency before they go to Joey and, and work this out. Um, same thing with Corey Lindsley. They're probably going to wait until they know how much money they need for the off season since they can basically get cap compliant by cutting um, uh, Hopkins and um, and Matt Filer, excuse me. So I'm going to pull up a, a copy of a visual aid of Joey's contract. We're going to talk about the various components of the contract and what that means. And then we'll start talking about the restructure and the, the practical, um, the practical meaning of the pre-structure of the restructure. So let's go ahead and pull up Joey's contract. So this is what an NFL contract looks like. Obviously, Joey's contract is in the fourth year, so we're going to start in the year 2023 since that's the year that has the most impact on the Chargers' current cap situation. So there are really four components to an NFL contract. You have your base salary. You have your prorated signing bonus. And I think people often look at this and they think that signing bonus, a prorated signing bonus means that they're getting paid $7 million every year for the life of the contract. That's not what it means. Prorated, think of, think of a proration like an amortization on a mortgage, right? It's not something that's being paid out year by year. When players sign a contract, that signing bonus is paid up front. But teams don't want that cap hit. In this case, in Joey's case, you're talking about a $35 million cap hit. Teams don't want to take that cap hit in, in year one. So they, they're allowed to prorate those con those signing bonuses. Usually it's over the full life of the deal. In this case, it was over the first five years of the deal. Um, and there's no, there's no salary bonus that's hitting against the cap that's being amortized over the life of the deal in that 2025 season. So even though the salary, the signing bonus is broken up over the first five years of the deal, Joey's already received this money. It's already in his pocket. It's already in his bank account. This money is just being spread out over the life of the deal to lessen the current cash at the, at signing and over the life of the deal. So that's what prorated signing bonus means. You also have roster bonus, which you see in this case, Joey has three separate $7 million or more roster bonuses. Um, these roster bonuses are normally paid on the third, third day of the new league year. The new league year starts sometime every March. Usually it's right around March 15th. So that's why there is this rush to get, um, to get, restructures done once the off season starts because they have there's a certain date in order to restructure the contracts before this money hits the salary cap. So in this case Joey does not have a roster bonus 
for 2024 or 2023, excuse me. He does have two pretty hefty roster bonuses in 2024 and 2025 that the team will be looking out for, but nothing this year. The fourth part of the contract is guaranteed salary. Now, this is different from signing bonus. It is guaranteed money, but what this means is a percentage of the player's salary for a given year becomes fully guaranteed. And much like uh, the roster bonuses, that, that portion that becomes fully guaranteed generally becomes fully guaranteed somewhere between the first and third day of the new league year. It has been more popular in recent years for those roster bonuses or for those guaranteed salaries to become fully guaranteed the year before they're due. That's been happening more and more. It happened, I believe in Josh Allen's contract. It happened in, um, in Patrick Mahomes contract. So you're starting to see that that's not the case here. In this case with, with Joey's roster bonuses, they are due on the new, on the third day of the new league year, which again is somewhere within a couple days of March 15th. So if we're looking at Joey's 2023 cap number, he has a $31 million cap number, and that is comprised of $24 million in fully guaranteed base salary. That means whether he plays or not, come March 17th, I believe it is this year, he is due $24 million in guaranteed salary. They can cut him. Whatever happens, that money is guaranteed. He also has this $7 million portion of his prorated signing bonus due, and that's what makes up the $31 million. So in this case, to, in order to restructure the chart and in order for the chargers to restructure Joey Bosa's contract, they would need to take some portion of that $24 million fully guaranteed salary and convert it to signing bonus prior to March 17th, which is again, the third day of a new league year. So what happens is in the example that I came up with for our show a few weeks ago, and what, what I still think has a pretty good chance of happening here is I took $21 million of those $24 million, which isn't quite a max restructure. I think there's still room to take about a million and a half more somewhere in that neighborhood. But for the purposes of this example, we'll just stick with my, with my, with my example, which is you take $21 million of that fully guaranteed salary. So that's three years left, $21 million prorated over the remaining life of the deal. That's another $7 million in prorated signing bonuses added over the course of each of the next three years. So then Joey winds up with $3 million in base salary. He winds up with $14 million in prorated signing bonus. Again, this is money that he's being paid up front. He was going to be, to be making this money guaranteed anyway, so nothing is changing for him. The money is still guaranteed. It's just guaranteed in a different way. So even though his salary is going from 24 million to 3 million, he is still seeing that 21 million dollars the second that that restructure is signed. It's a done deal, it's in his pocket. It's just prorated over the life of the deal to again lessen the cap hit. Otherwise, why do it? So in this case, Joey's Joey's cap number goes from 31 million to 17 million. So we are saving, or Joey is helping the Chargers save $14 million against the cap this year. What does that mean for the rest of this for the rest of the contract? Well, next year that prorated signing bonus jumps to $14 million, and in 2025 it jumps to $7 million. So his his overall cap number 
2024 jumps from 29 million to 36 million, which basically means he's more or less uncuttable and untradeable. Um, actually, that's not true. Let me back up. So he'd have a $15 million signing bonus, or $15 million base salary, none of which is guaranteed. $14 million prorated signing bonus and a $7 million roster bonus, which is, again, probably due somewhere around the third day of the new league year. So what you wind up getting is you have an opportunity to cut Joey Bosa for twenty to save $22 million against the cap while taking a $14 million cap hit in 2024. If you make it a post-June 1 cut, the $7 million in prorated signing bonus that he's owed in 2025 doesn't hit the cap until 2025 chances are they'd probably write out 2024 and if they needed to they could cut him in 2025 but there is an option to make him a post june one cut if they really need to and that brings me to another point a lot of discussions and i mentioned this on the restructure show yesterday a lot of discussions over the last couple of days about well the charters don't like dead cap well they're not going to cut keenan and have 11 million dollars in dead cap Teams are looking at savings when they look at making cuts. That's why they set up these out clauses in contracts. That's why they're there. So in, in Joey's case, in Keenan's case, in Mike Williams' case, this is a very different situation. They're not worried about the dead cap. They're worried about savings. And as long as they can save more money in the current league year than they're accruing in dead cap, they're going to take that chance. So again, with a post-June 1 cut, Prior to the 2024 season, you save $21 million and take a $14 million cap hit, or excuse me, $22 million against a $14 million cap hit. That's something a lot of teams would seriously consider. They'd probably wait it out for 2025, but it's a possibility if things go really bad and Joey is again hurt and not playing well and they feel like they can't rely on him going in next year. Probably unlikely, but still a good chance. Uh, I would say cutting Keenan and or Mike next year, depending on how things shake out in the draft and free agency this year, probably much more likely than than cutting Joey Bosa if they wind up restructuring him this offseason. So that's how restructures work. So just remember, it's not as complicated as it seems. All you're really doing is spreading out money across the, the, the remaining years of the contract for cap purposes. You're not taking money out of the players' pockets. You are not giving them a pay cut. That's a different situation. That is a contract renegotiation, which would require a player's approval and is much more difficult to come by and much more, it's pretty unusual. Um, so you're not taking money out of their pocket. You're not giving them a pay cut. You're really not affecting their money at all in a negative way. In fact, you're putting them in a better situation because you're guaranteeing them money that may not have been guaranteed previously. And if it is guaranteed, it's not changing anything for them. It's just changing something for the team. Um, <clears throat> I think that covers pretty much everything regarding restructures. I hope that was helpful. I hope everybody learned something and enjoyed this. Uh, I think, again, contracts can be confusing. It seems more complicated than it really is. But I think if you stick with these basics and you realize that from a practical standpoint, the money isn't changing for the players. Usually if they restructure, it means they're more secure 
for the year in which they restructure. And if they have a long contract, they're probably secure for the year after they restructure. It isn't until the following year that, uh, that they have to worry about being cut a little different for Mike and Keenan than it is for Joey because of the length of their contracts. Uh, but that's generally the case. So thanks for watching. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you learned something and keep an eye out. I'll be doing more of these shows as we talk about things like extensions. We'll be doing some, some draft spotlights and some other short form content here in the near future. So keep an eye out for that. Everybody have a great weekend and thanks for watching.